Yeah. Enjoy weather out here. 
well, no, we don't. But um, <laughs> I, I used to say that same thing to people. Oh, I like the change of seasons. Oh, I like freezing my tail off. Yeah. Um, so, no. I changed my mind about, you know, living in a sunny environment. You know, when I was in Hawaii, Honolulu, and it was December 25th, and I saw Santa Claus in shorts, and I said, no, that's not right. It just, it just <laughs> does not. <laughs> I, again, I understand it, and yet I don't have to shovel snow. So enough of pillars of weather. <laughs> Why don't you introduce our guest, Ray? Uh, my privilege. Uh, I'd like to introduce Scott Hillis. Hopefully, Scott, I pronounced your name correct. You did well. All right, good. And, and Scott is uh, with SCORE, and uh, that is an acronym, which I'll let Scott fill in. Um, but uh, he is uh, a business, he, he, he helps business startups and management assistance through SCORE. So tell us a little bit more about what the acronym stands for and uh, what you do with SCORE. No, I'd be happy to. SCORE started about 55 years ago on the East Coast. And at that time, it was a group of older men who decided that, uh, well, they had retired. They were very successful in business. And they decided to give back to everybody. And so they started this organization called the Service Corps of Retired Executives. And that's SCORE right there. Now, coming up to date, we are now not just retired executives. We are actively employed. We have our own businesses. We are young. We are older. We are female or male. We got the whole group together. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we just uh, we're here to help everybody with their businesses. We enjoy doing that. That is fantastic. Uh, I I think everybody can use help with their business. Uh, as as our audience probably knows, that uh, owners of uh, businesses and franchises uh, uh, wear many many hats, and uh, you get indoctrinated rather quickly, and uh, you can use all the help. You can get. And, well, and we're, that's one of the reasons people get into the franchise thing because they know they can get help, but you know, still, there's a lot that needs to be learned. Well, we help a little bit of everybody, and certainly, certainly including the franchise owners. Mm-hmm. So, when Scott and I met, we were at uh, one of the uh, <laughs> multiple. Uh, town chamber events and as he and I were talking what struck me as um, interesting was he used to run a gold mine and we Ray you and I and and I know Rebecca's uh, heard it um, in the franchisees they talked to most of them are basically trying to buy their own gold mine right (laughs) so I figured it'd be really interesting to, to um, especially when you can go to SCORE to get help on uh, buying a franchise. Um, 
I thought it'd be really interesting to hear about um, how you run a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I got to tell you that I wasn't the owner of the gold mine, although I would have loved to have carried away some of that every day. That would have been fantastic. But I was in charge of uh, contract supplies and equipment. And it was in a place called Elko, Nevada, which is the northeastern corner of Nevada. It's like uh, three hours away from any civilization at all. But they never put gold mines in attractive places. You know, you're not going to find a gold mine in Hawaii. But you're always going to find it in places that nobody really wants to go to. And you're talking about bad weather. We were one mile high. So we got snow every year. <laughs> and I am a native Californian. I didn't even really know what snow was all about. <laughs> and then I found out that damn snow is cold. And it freezes everything, including people. So it was uh, really quite an experience, but uh, yeah, I just I bought all the equipment, all the good stuff, and I just bought a lot of salt to put on the roads, and it was just an interesting, interesting experience. Yeah, man, that ties in with so everything was, uh, we're talking about, including pillars of weather. Rebecca, yeah. give us a feminine yeah. point of view. A feminine point of view? Oh my gosh, about gold mines? Isn't that why? <laughs> isn't that why we live in California? Uh, isn't that why we go in business? It's it's kind of a franchising business ownership is a modern day gold mine. You know, people came across the plains to find their their future, their wealth, um, years and years ago. Today, it really is about business ownership. That's how you set up your future. So I guess, Scott, the question I might have for you, um, first, how long have you been with SCORE and what changes have you seen in the way people are doing business um, over the years that you've been with SCORE and acting as a mentor? Yeah, I've been with SCORE for five years. And during that period of time, I have seen some big changes in the way that business is being done. And it's primarily have to do with the use of the internet. And mm -hmm. we know what type of a influence internet buying has on local businesses and such, because people now are getting accustomed to ordering online. And when I first started with school, that wasn't such a big impact. Now it is a big impact. And so businesses, franchises, standalones, any business, has to deal with the challenge of internet shopping. How do we get those same people back to our businesses? And so that's the biggest change I've seen of all right there. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So when you're coaching people that are not technically savvy or internet savvy, uh, and they're looking at going into business, uh, do you have particular advisement that you give them or, or do you suggest they bring people on? I mean, because there's, there's folks that are just not technically uh, savvy. What, what do you recommend in those kinds yeah, of situations? Definitely. It's really complicated out there with all the resources that we now have, the social media resources, internet resources and such. 
And a common problem with with anybody who owns a business is trying to find enough time during your working day or after to devote your time to marketing over the internet or to dealing with internet programs. So what I we usually recommend people we recommend that they really look into having a partnership with somebody that knows the internet and knows the technology behind it. That could be a marketing person, an IT person. Mm-hmm. You need to have that as part of your team. And your team is important because you can't do everything yourself. And that's what we're constantly emphasizing. You don't have to do it yourself. You have score to help you. You've got professional people out there to help you. There are a lot of help. You just have to ask for it. Right. right. Good point. Good point. So uh, as, as entrepreneurs out there, you know, oftentimes we think we can do everything. Um, yeah. But like you said, as this world is getting more high tech and it's getting more on the online shopping, as you pointed out, we do need to lean on the expertise um, of others in this arena. And as entrepreneurs uh, and business owners, we can then focus on our core, whatever our product, whatever our service is. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important to uh, focus on your own, like you said, your own core, your own core competencies, because those are the things that are going to make you successful. The other items that you might not be as knowledgeable about, farm those things out to people who really know what they're doing. It's worth the investment, and it's worth that amount of time. You're busy. Let somebody else do the things that you're not that comfortable. Yeah, it's, I'm a personal example of that, Scott. I, I am a scientist, and I run a psychographic assessment uh, company. But now, all of a sudden, I'm in the software business. I'm running a software company. And if I leaned only on my own personal strengths, which, of course, is the sciences and those kinds of things, I would be out of business. I had to lean on software developers and social media experts and marketing experts to build the business. So how does someone, and is this something SCORE actually does, help an individual determine where your strengths are, where your time should be invested, so you don't go willy-nilly in different directions? Well, you know, something that's, um, I find very interesting is part of the people or part of the group of people we deal with are the military. The military, as they're transitioning out of the service and into real life, you know, we have to tell them that you're going to have to get some help out there. You're going to have to actually go through a self-evaluation. Uh, and I usually start up. We have many, many workshops, but one of the workshops I do for the military is to ask them to, to do an evaluation of themselves. themselves, see if they have the qualities and the motivations to be a business person. And I'm sure that's something we all run into, whether we're franchise owners or independents, but we have to really take a good look at ourselves and say, do we have the right stuff to be a business person? So the self-evaluation is the important thing. We certainly help our clients do that. As soon as they do that, then we get them into a business plan. We try to have all that so they have structure for the future. Mm-hmm. It's all about planning and knowing yourself. Where are you going to be going with your business, and what does it mean to you as a person? 
One one of the uh, change. I've, I've been in business now for uh, 16 years. Throw my logo up there. Um, and uh, when I started the business, the the requirement was to get the biggest ad you can you can possibly afford in the phone book. <laughs> right. And uh, of course now. It has changed dramatically uh, to the point where uh, we spent a, a lot of money on online advertising, and um, uh, our customers have changed in, in that they want results immediately. So uh, we've recently gone to where they can book an estimate by just simply getting online, finding what's available, and selecting that day and time, and uh, they can get a clean the same way. You know, looking at what is available. On our, our online portal, and uh, you know, basically doing the same thing. And what are you seeing in, in uh, for businesses out there? And obviously that relates to my business. But uh, what kind of advertising are you suggesting? What kind of marketing are you suggesting to uh, people out there that you uh, advise? Well, now we understand and we all realize that you have to use the internet. Internet is a necessity. If you're going into business, make sure that you get onto the internet, you have a website, you have some social media presence. That's where it's all about nowadays. And if you're on the internet, that's wonderful, but then you have to get people to actually visit your website, to find you out there on the web, out there on the internet. And we call that search engine optimization. It's using the different tools that you have available to you to guarantee that people will visit you at your website. And so that's competitive. You end up at the top of search engine list. So that's what it's all about now. You know, we just need to go in those directions. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's changed so much. Yeah. It has. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how's that? Good. <laughs> other than the freaking out camera, we're starting to get this stuff here. Yeah, isn't it good? Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah, nice. So we're not going to go into the geeky stuff of uh, SEO or long-tailed keywords or um, uh, anything like that. Um, score offers certain types of – so my first question is, did the gold mine need to do marketing? And then my second question is um, – what type of marketing classes does SCORE offer, or do they offer? Well, with the, with the gold mine and those operations, they really didn't need to do any marketing at all because they only had one customer, and that was the government. The gold yeah. got sold directly to the government, and gold is in such high demand. Course for jewelry, for so many other things as well, and uh, so we didn't have to do much marketing there. Where we did have to do the marketing was to get people to come to work at these gold mines because they're in these, you know, these really remote areas. 
And so uh, you have to offer a lot of money to these folks to come to work for you, a lot of benefits. That's where our marketing efforts were when it came to the gold mine. That doesn't differ too much from what each of us is doing in our business nowadays, too. If we have employees, we're marketing to get employees. We want to get those folks to come work for us. And to make our marketing efforts that much more successful, we have to be very careful about how we recruit employees and the caliber of people we get to come to the workforce. Same way with gold mining, same way with industry. You have to have a high caliber employee. Somebody who has a positive customer service aspect, who really knows what they're doing and loves people. You've got to have people that love people in a business. It's really important. Amen to that. All right, so on that note, note before, nope, nope, time to pay the bills, Ray. Um, we want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us. You can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. You can also listen at pillarsoffranchising.com. Um, and, and if you're already watching, then you know how to do that. So, um <laughs> you don't, but you can chat at us on uh, the Pillars of Franchising site. Um, Want to give a shout out to one of our watchers, Greg Markels. He's uh, going to be the co-host of the uh, How to Buy a Business Without Selling Your Soul. Uh, should be launching a week from this Friday <laughs> at 11 a.m. Central. Some really cool stuff coming there. And now a word from our sponsor, or our first sponsor. Hey, franchise owners, how is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a Y. And we're back. So, who had the next question, Ray or Rebecca? I don't remember. I just had the last well, one. Well, yeah, we, we were talking a little bit about uh, employees, and in this uh, day and age, when uh, we have record employment, what advice are you giving to uh uh, the people you talk to regarding that, I mean, it's becoming quite difficult in, in many areas uh, uh, 
to find good employees. Um, I mean, we've talked on the show about, you know, how it's advantageous to treat your employees right and have a family culture. So is there anything beyond that that uh, SCORE is advising uh, people to do? The employee availability market is definitely shrinking. And we do find it difficult, and we quite often get the question, what can I do to attract new employees and retain them as well? And we They understand it, so there's never any questions in the future. That's all about retaining employees. As far as getting new employees, that's a marketing effort as well. You really have to go out there and convince people that you're not just offering employment. You're offering a lifestyle to people because we spend eight, nine, ten hours a day at work. You might as well feel good about what you've accomplished throughout the day, and it's all about the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And Make sure that your, your employees are part of the organization itself. They help make some of the decisions. Make them make their input worthwhile to you and how you set your policies. It's creating people not just as small machines, but as real human people. Keep in mind that they're under a lot of pressure as well. I know that in our area, and San Luis Obispo and such, that uh, it's very expensive to live out here. So they're facing that dilemma all the time. Be aware that they have these dilemmas and be, I mean, be a listener to these folks as well. You have to listen to your employees. They're not just there just to do their work. They're there to be part of your business, to be part of your business family. Treat them like family members. I think that's the most important thing of all. Yep, that's very sound advice. Very sound. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That emotional vestment uh, mm-hmm. of an employee into a company, as you pointed out, increases the retention and the productivity uh-huh. and never mind the joy and the uh, fulfillment. Um, do you have any advice to th- today's kind of modern way of doing business, which includes a lot of remote workers where we may see them like we're seeing each other uh, today, but we're not in the same office. We're not going out to lunch together or, you know, sharing uh, stories at the water cooler, so to speak. Remote workers are kind of a unique breed, and there's a certain level of autonomy that goes with it. Um, Any advice for uh, business owners, uh, future business owners, who might have remote workers as their dominant uh, workforce? Well, one thing, one piece of advice I can give to these particular employers is do not be scared of the technology that's available to you, Zoom technology, you know, the the hangouts and and, uh, this type of thing opens up lines of communication, particularly in remote situations. And, you know, I just love the type of thing that we're doing today. You know, we're using a technology that allows us to speak to people wherever they are. And that's really, really important. But also make sure that people understand that although they're remote from you, they're very important to you. Mm -hmm. You're part of our business. 
and and we have folks out there that are just integral to the success of our business. Make sure they understand that as well. Open communication is so important. A lot of communication. It's really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Communication, collaboration, inclusion, all of mm-hmm. those all of those things. Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. This ship will self-destruct in three minutes. Sorry, we were talking communications and I was overcome by (laughs) (laughs) So now that I've horribly interrupted you, please continue. (laughs) Oh, no, I like the direction that Scott's going here. Um, You know, I'm sure you see some very interesting um, concepts, individuals coming to you <laughs> with crazy ideas, maybe initially. Um, can, can you share any of those with us? <laughs> uh, folks that came to score either at your chapter in San Luis Obispo or others, and you're going, what in the world? Or it was such a great concept, you're thinking, why didn't I think of that myself? Well, you know, one of the things that we try to do as a score organization is not to discourage people. We try not to tell them that their idea is just <laughs> not going to work, mm-hmm. no matter how crazy it might sound to us. Mm-hmm. We try to encourage them, but what we do, we give them the tools. <laughs> we give them the tools so they'll make that decision themselves down the road. Mm-hmm. I have seen some really, really crazy concepts come across. And a broad concept that I see so often is somebody wants to open up a cafe or they want to open up a food store because they have a great recipe for chili or, or a wonderful <laughs> way to cook steak. And, you know, I got to share that with the world. And so I'm going to open up this wonderful establishment and I'm going to one recipe. Yeah. Because of this <laughs> wonderful recipe I've got. We tell people, now, think about this for a second. You're falling back on one item. You're falling back on a, on a your, your target market is really important. Think about these things. Who you're selling to. Oh, yeah, we get, we get some very unusual requests, really unusual requests. Well, I would think there was a huge market for chili eaters. Oh yeah, you would. I might want to. I might want to sell it online, you know, and ship it directly to someone's home, uh, and not have the expense of uh, a brick and oh, mortar kind. That of. brings up such an interesting point too, because we get so many clients that have developed a secret sauce for something, <laughs> and they want to sell it to the public. They don't want to open up a brick-and-mortar store. They want to sell it online. It can't be too difficult to do that. And so they come up with something, you know, a a cure for the common cold in a jar. (laughs) They don't realize the regulations that are involved with putting something into a jar, the packaging component, the FDA, all these things. It's so difficult. And by the time I get done talking to a client like that, they're practically crying because I just I just damaged their dream. You did. You just rained down their parade is what you did. <laughs> I, what I've actually done is saved them from going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of our six. We all talk about success stories. We have ours. People have come to us, started business, fabulously successful. Also a success story is if somebody comes to us, we analyze their business, and by the end of the session, they realize 
this is not a good business to get into. That's a success story as well. We love doing that. Certainly is. Certainly is. So you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, Scott, and that was this idea of a target market. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have just one or two products, that might be a little easier process. But mentally, if I'm a future entrepreneur or I want to scale my business, what kinds of things do I need to think about when I'm thinking about target market? You have to, first of all, think about what we call your unique selling point or position. What's so unique about the service or product that you're offering? And then you have to think about, okay, now how does this apply to the demographics in my area? Quite often we get people who have this wonderful idea for a new product or service. They want to sell it to the world. Right. So we have to start giving them, we call it the funnel effect. We have to get them to start thinking more and more in terms of what does what does your local demographic really think about this product? It's going to apply to everybody in the nation. Probably not. And so then you have to really take a good look at what's happening locally. I mean, when you're starting out with a business, keep it finite. Keep it small. Focus on a target audience that's local to you and then expand in the future. Because you're going to find through market research, and there are wonderful websites out there that will give you all the data about the demographics of an area. Just a wonderful, wonderful information. Take that and consider it whenever you're creating a product or selling a service. It's just so important. You've got to, you've got to contain your market. You've got to be in charge of something that you can be in charge of, not some huge concept. Run away! question would be is how do you get so if I'm one of these chili people all I need to be successful is to get the US government to be my sole um, <laughs> mine. like a gold mine right yeah. so what does somebody have to do to go through that because that I mean like I said I would come up with a chili one if I could sell millions of pounds to the US government and they probably pay at least half the price per pound that they pay for gold, knowing the way their procurement is. So how do they get <laughs> Well, you know, the whole thing about, let's just say something to the government. The government, obviously, whenever they give out their contracts, they have very specific things that you have to comply with. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. You have to get on preferred vendor lists. You know, there's a lot of different concepts involved. And, Everybody seems to have a chili for the for the military. <laughs> it's part of it, and uh, it's it's not easy to do, but it's doable. And one of the things that we at SCORE can do is is kind of aim you or focus you towards the right direction to take in order to sell your chili to all of our military out there. <laughs> No, and, I was just thinking members in Washington. 
good idea. Well, we're not yeah. going to talk politics here. No, no, no. I'm just talking about affecting change across we, a, a broad spectrum there. With the we, but we could do I'll a GoFundMe page for that. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> That's a good idea. Well, you know, a lot of people, though, <laughs> When, when you talk about selling to the military, you're talking about selling to a large organization. There are other large organizations out there that you would love to sell to. How often do people come up with products they want to sell to a Walmart or to a big box store out there? Very hard to do things It like is that. very hard. You know, there, there's just there's a lot of work you have to deal with the buyers. You have to be able to afford to meet. Uh, the store halfway, there's product placement, there's all sorts of factors to consider. Those are things that we can help a client with, though. We can we can kind of guide them in the right direction. So, so it's kind of that think globally, act locally kind yes. of mentality. Yes. So have the dreams, but be practical and pragmatic and start small and grow, sounds like. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the idea. Yeah, you have to really you have something for everything, don't you, Fred? She's <laughs> mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of our audience who, who have the will and desire and maybe the talent to start a franchise or, or you know, open a business, but they, they may lack uh, one key element in that, of course, <laughs> money. Money, yeah. yeah. What advice can you give uh, you know, the people you talk to regarding uh, uh, financing or finding funds or you know, finding financing? Before you start a business, you have to have a certain bankroll of funds to start. Don't ever kid yourself into thinking you can just start them on credit cards because I have worked for people in the past who have done that. And it's a burden and it's a real liability. You have to have some money. Even if you're going to borrow money from a bank or from the Small Business Administration, anybody out there, you're still going to have to have a deposit of some kind. You have to show these banks and these lending institutions that you're committed by committing your own funds. Mm-hmm. Those are funds that you may have or funds that you want to borrow, you know, from friends and relatives, but you've got to have access to some funds before you can borrow anything. It's really important. And if you want to keep friends and you want to keep your relatives, <laughs> treat them like business associates. I mean, really, I mean, tell people this, um, write everything down on paper. Very basic business principle. Write it down on paper. Have everybody agree to it. Mm-hmm. Friends are, are just, they're, they're hard to make really good friends, and you want to keep them. So keep it all legal as much as you can. Is, is there a special connection between SCORE and uh, SBA? We are actually a partner with the Small Business Administration. And so we work very closely together. If you went to an SBA website, you'd see SCORE all over it because we are that arm of the government that helps people start their small businesses. We receive a little bit of funding from the SBA. Everything else comes from private donors because we don't charge anything for our services at all. So, so one of the, if someone is already in business and they're thinking about expanding, uh, uh-huh. They could go see you, or should they go to the SBA, or uh, directly, or, or what? 
they ought to start with us. Mm-hmm. Set up an appointment to talk to our mentors. We can determine what their real financial needs are, and we can guide them in the right direction to obtain those financial needs. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of directions out there, too. But we can, we can hook them up. Any advantage uh, to, to veterans out there uh, with the SBA? Or yes, or, yes, there are. The SBA, when it uh, provides a loan to folks, they usually they, they will not finance the entire amount that you want. Let's just say they finance 80% of it. You have to come up with the remaining 20% of it. Mm-hmm. Veterans get a much better shake on that whole thing. They have to come up with little and sometimes none at all because they're veterans and the SBA works closely with the veteran groups. So there's a real advantage there. That's, that's fantastic. I know there's a lot of veterans out there who, who uh, are very highly interested in getting into, into business. And we'll be celebrating Veterans Day, is it next Monday? I think the 11th. Yeah. The 11th, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I could make a, just a point about veterans, we talked about trying to find good employees. What better employee than a veteran? These folks have been through a lot of great training. They have, they're educated. They're committed. And they're looking for a start in life once they get out. So great employees. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> you go responding Jesus. to comments, and and this is what you get. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I see. I got so fine. We'll take our next commercial break here, and okay. uh, as a reminder, you can chat at the uh, website pillarsoffranchising.com. You can call in while we're live three two three five eight zero five seven five five. That's three two three five eight zero five seven five five. And now a word from our first sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The fran- Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than two thousand years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And thanks, Nick. As a reminder, you can, uh, besides calling Nick, you can also fill out the form on pillarsoffranchising.com website, and uh, we'll get to the book, and we may actually end up asking you to be on the show. We should have Nick coming up soon. And now a word from our next sponsor. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives, 
representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And uh, uh, we're going to get Abel on to talk about this past year's shows, but the next one and last one for this year is November 9th and 10th this weekend at the Miami Airport Convention Center. So if you're listening in Miami, get the, to the event, say hello to Abel, and tell him to, we need him on the, sh- air to, on the show to talk about all the events. Um, it'll make him feel good. And we're back here, folks. So, what's the weirdest thing ever happened you saw happen at at the gold mine? <laughs> See, if I ask about score, you won't be able to you you won't be able to say, um, at least not on air. If I ask about the gold mine, you can come and in the Nevada Highlands, there's got to be some UFO um, UFO stories there. <laughs> well, I don't know if I've got a UFO story. But it's interesting, the gold mine I worked at was huge. I had stretched out for 20 miles in each direction. It was just a big, big mine. And it was little tiny microscopic gold that we extracted out of the soil. Now, what happened with, or happens quite a bit is we mine a particular area. The gold is gone, and we move on to another area. But we leave behind buildings and structures like little ghost towns as we as we move along and at one point i was driving a truck down this one road to an old structure and there was this big asphalt parking lot which ran about sundown through there and this asphalt parking lot used to be an area where they would smelter gold where they would extract gold from the ore and the sun hits that parking lot just right, and you can see the gold dust in the asphalt just shining like that. It was just really eerie, and I just thought, oh, if I could just get a piece of that parking lot, that would be one uh, Unfortunately, it, it wasn't available. It was all impacted into the ground like that, too. But I've run into things like that periodically as well. I'm thinking that there's actually what you those um, quote little ghost towns. Um, I'm thinking we could put people in them in tiny tiny homes and and solve the homeless crisis. And the Airbnb. Even better, uh, people go to Nukuyama. Um, and yeah, if you don't know where Nukuyama is, look it up and then answer the question: Why is there a Kuyama and a Nukuyama? But there are people that come up to um, from LA to spend hundreds of bucks a night to sleep in glorified Conestoga wagons, and they call it glamping. And <laughs> when you look at that, the idea of the ghost towns is housing is not that far off. So who wants to take us to the next question? Like, like this one here? <laughs> yeah, just like that. Go. That's it too. Um, Go ahead. Right. 
it's interesting you should talk about glamping too because we've had several clients who want to get involved with glamping and usually the uh, the way they do this is they get an old vintage trailer and they'll completely restore it and really make it luxurious inside and out and then they offer either like an airbnb where people can stay in it or people can rent the whole trailer and take it down to a camping area We've had three different clients who have done that and done really, really well with it too, which I think is just, and you know, the, the interior of these things is luxurious. It's really, really very, very nice. It's a great way. <laughs> right? Actually, I, I remodeled the 1966 Airstream. Oh, it for a thousand and sold it for six. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. we're in big demand. <laughs> Pillars of RV. No. Pulling yeah. it back. Glampers. Glampers. Yeah. Glampers. Sorry, it's camping. An analogy there, you, you said that you were extracting small bits of gold from a, a, a larger volume of dirt or whatever. Mm -hmm. or rock. And that's sort of like what we do today with uh, trying to get customers. <laughs> you know, so we have a lot of dirt out there, and we're trying, and especially in my business, there's a lot of dirt. But we're trying to extract, you know, our our, our gold, our customers from. Uh, I like to call our, our customers clients, actually, because we have ongoing service, and. Uh, we do. We have customers. I've got customers who have you know, been with me, you know, since almost since we started, you know, 15 years. So uh, it's, it can be difficult, though. But here again, we talked about treating the employee correctly. And so uh, we have a high retention rate. But we also need to treat the clients that we have. So uh, what advice can you give, uh, you know, people you talk to regarding how to treat uh, clients and customers? Oh, it's all about customer service. That is the big issue right there. In my mind right now, I can think of three or four companies that offer just supreme customer service. And they're successful because of that, too. It's really, really important. And customer service goes hand in hand with good employee training. Letting the employees know that they're an integral part of the business. They're the first face of the business. On a brick and mortar store, as a client walks in, the first person they're going to see is the person that takes an order or helps them out at the counter. That's got to be a really good person with good skills, good customer service skills. We always tell people, emphasize that, emphasize it, emphasize it. It's so important. And it's a good way, too, to fight against or to at least an effort to compete against the online stores. If you have good customer service, people will rather go into your store than, than buy something online. A good way to deal with that situation. And in this day and age, if you don't have good customer service, it gets known rather quickly. All yeah. your reviews, uh, online reviews, begin to plummet. But the opposite will happen if you have good customer service and your reviews will excel you. Mm -hmm. It's all about shopping online 
if people are going to see good reviews for your business, yeah, they're going to be more willing to visit your business and to buy from you. You got to treat that well. Very important. Rebecca? <laughs> well, you know me, I always want to get into the personal stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Scott, I, I'm guessing you didn't um, go to college and and your whole thought was someday I am going to be with SCORE and I'm going to mentor <laughs> others. Uh, and you, you have a strong um, expertise and facility management and inventory and all of those kinds of things. So tell us what what motivated you to to give back, to help others. At what point did you say, I wanted to do that? Was there a particular event that happened, thought process that happened? What made you decide to become a SCORE uh, advocate and mentor? I had quite a career when it came to purchasing and supplies management. And part of that career was working in nursing home facilities and hospitals. And during those years, I saw the need to really treat people well, to give back to the community. Never really had an opportunity while I was working to follow up with those thoughts. But as soon as I retired, and realized that all of a sudden going from an active employment situation to doing pretty much nothing around the house, <laughs> I felt like I really needed to get hold of something. My brother-in-law was and still is a member of SCORE in Orange County, um, and he surprised me. He's not a real outgoing, personable individual. He's a He's a, a CPA, and he tends to be a little dry, but he just latched on to score and loved it. So I thought, I'll give it a try, too. And I thought, if it's good for him, it's got to be good for me. And I got involved with it, and I've enjoyed every second of it since then. It just I love giving back to a community. And now that I'm in marketing and such, I can really deal with a lot of people's needs. And I work with the Chambers of Commerce, and I work with networking groups, and love doing that type of thing. Anything to help others. I'm just really into it. And the the SCORE philosophy is a local chapter. So you, (laughs) as mentors and advisors and encouragers, um, really do know your local market because you're living in it. You're probably built businesses yourself uh-huh. in your local uh, market. So when someone comes to you, it isn't, you know, a coach or mentor that I've hired over the in- internet. It really is someone who has roots in that particular community um, that you're that we're getting advice from if we're a future entrepreneur or a current business owner that wants to scale or grow mm-hmm. our, our businesses. So I, I love what you're doing and I love your commitment and I'm very excited that um, you personally are also getting some uh, satisfaction. You get a lot of satisfaction out of it. Yeah, it's wonderful. And uh, you're right. We, we, our members are members of our community. And many of our members are retired. They've been active in the community in the past. They've had great positions, great uh, businesses. 
and they know the community and they're able to help spread the word about what we can do to help the community too. And we're not only just a local chapter too, we've got 10,000 members nationwide. If somebody within our area needs help with a particular business that we don't have the expertise in, we can call on any one of those other 10,000 people out there who can help. Who can help through video conferencing, email mark, email conferencing, a lot of different things. But we're all community-centered. We love that idea. Subject matter experts nationally, internationally, whatever it is you're doing, uh -huh. that someone who chooses to go to score and ask some questions and get some uh, help will be tapped into all these subject matter experts if they wish. Yes, yes. Not only that, we have a wonderful online presence. We have workshops online. We have webinars. We have so many resources out there that people can take advantage of whether or not they want to get mentored from SCORE. It's all out there for the public. A wonderful library of business topics out there, which I think really helps out people quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So how would one go about getting the list of 10,000 email addresses broken down <laughs> in geo areas, please? No, wait, 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 you can't ask that question. I'm sure she would love to have that information. The final question. No, no, okay, I unfortunately, we don't do that. But, uh, it's proprietary, Fred. Good. <laughs> but thanks for asking about that, though. I think that, that's great there, too. We, we will give you names of folks that we think can be of help to you within a certain area. And we so, can sort of, con you know, we can connect you with those folks. So, right. in other words, have a whole lot of areas you need help in. Right? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. It, it is, you know, what, what's really nice about SCORE is, is that we take a good look at what your needs are, and we assess them, and we have the opportunity to assign mentors to you that have a similar background. And that helps out so much. If people have already been there, I often like to say, we have made all the mistakes. And boy, when I was in business, because I also owned businesses, yeah. I made every mistake you can think of. Business plan, who wants a business plan? I just started off. Because you get, you get this impulse. I want to get this franchise, or I want to get this standalone business without really thinking about it. I did that, and I suffered because of it. So now I tell people, don't even get out of my office until you start working on a business plan. <laughs> let's, 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 let's be rational about what we're doing here, too. I think it goes over big. I think so I just got a source of business brokers for the how to buy a business without selling your soul show. But we'll talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> well... I like that. <laughs> and, and since I've already asked a question that um, bordered on um, space aliens, we'll consider that my normal one, which means, Ray, what's your last question? Well, it's the most important question of all. And, of course, I think uh, a lot of people will be interested in contacting SCORE. And like you say, there are 10,000 representatives across the country. Um, 
So uh, they need to contact their local store. And what's the best way to do that? Best way to do it is to get onto our national website, which is just score.org. When you get onto that website, there's a nice little button to click. You know, I, I need mentoring or I request mentoring. Click on that. You put in your zip code. They will contact. They will connect you with a local score chapter. We take it forward from there. Excellent. And, of course, all that information will be on the Pillars of Franchise webpage, <laughs> just in case people can <laughs> all that collective information. Great, great. We're here to help. Yeah. Guy yeah. has been supposed to take care of it. It's been slacking, and and I, <laughs> I, I'll go, I'm going to yell at him after the show. We'll see. Knowing him, he's going to flip me off. But you know, it, it could become a fist fight, and you know, we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it will be. In answer to your question, there. So now it's the sunset part of the show. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, so give me a second. I wasn't there. I was looking for more of the music. So, but I'll give you. You want me a? You want me a sunset? I'll give you a sunset. There, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Like that one. Good. So, folks, this has been another very interesting and oftentimes weird, but then I'm involved. What do you expect? Pillars of franchising. Uh, you can find the list of all the podcast directories um, that were. Uh, that were officially listed on, but pretty much anything that gets Amazon iTunes, uh, you can um, find us. Also, uh, remember, you can fill out the form for a free copy of the uh, Franchise MBA, which, which, does he? Does he? Yes, he does. The Franchise MBA will give you a free copy of that. Uh, just fill out the form, and otherwise, have a great week. Make it profitable, and be nice to each other. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. It's been fun. Pillars. 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 Pillars.